think so, yeah. But I, I, I thought that was very interesting that the coronavirus is pretty much just the last nail in the coffin yeah. for Hellboy. That's so cool. So, so it, it infected Hellboy as well. Wow. I'm glad you didn't tell me that because that's very interesting. It's, it's pretty big, isn't yeah. it? It's cool. Yeah, because I think uh, China don't want people being in large groups at the moment. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. So, like, they don't want people going to the cinema. Uh, okay. Even though you probably could have released Hellboy and there wouldn't be big groups anyway. Hellboy's like, mate, put it on DVD quick as possible. Yeah. Get it out there. Get it out there, please. Get it out there, please. We need the money. Gentlemen, and welcome to episode 35, 35. Straight into Series. 35 going live. My name is Connor. I'm in. And yeah, welcome. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, SoundCloud YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. You can if, see our pretty faces. If you want to see our pretty faces and see the crazy hand gestures we do on every show. So many. Different things that could be happening on screen. I'm doing so many hand gestures. All you audio right listeners, now. you're losing out on what is going on right now. Yeah. 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 So, uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good as well. Do you know what's weird? I was thinking about this today. We're approaching 50 episodes. Like, there's 15 away from 50. Scary. It is scary. Um, I've I've grown as a person. Me too. I've grown yeah. as a person. I My th- many tumors have grown. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I'm still. I'm on the slow crawl towards death, and I'm definitely a lot closer now than oh, when I was when we started. Of course. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm skinnier. My weight is definitely... I don't know anymore. Yeah, me neither. I've definitely fluctuated. You were big mama's house, then yeah. you were normal mama's house. Yeah. Now you're like medium. Now I'm like uh, Bad Boys 2 Lawrence, I would say. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting at Bad Boys 2. To be honest, I'm catching up with you. <laughs> no, you're back All in... the stress eating yeah. from the podcast. What the fuck am I going to say this well, episode? Well, you, that's the thing. You have to listen to it every time, like, editing it, so... Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. How, uh, of, please of, don't be racist. Please don't be sexist. Ooh. Please don't be homophobic. Ooh. Oh, I take all those oh, boxes. We did God all damn three. it. God we did damn all it. Three. It's all in good form. We don't really mean it, do we? Probably. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, of the 50 episode, like, do you think we could say that more than half of them are good quality? Like, by the time we reach oh. 50, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I think we've been we've been on a roll. Yeah, I think so too. We've been on a serious roll. Yeah. I would definitely this role's got butter on it now. Totally. We've yeah. buttered our roll. We've for buttered sure. that roll. We're buttering Good. ourselves up right now. Oh, I'm getting buttered up. You know what I'm saying? Let's get into it. Anyway. Anyway, we're moving into box office as we always do. Hell yeah, let's take a uh, Yes. Oh, no, sorry. You continue. Let's take a a trip down box office lane. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't I know what I was going with. Cut you across on that. You, 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 you Let's just take a trip down box office lane. You clearly didn't want to finish it, which is why you gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, but then I, I, like, I, I no, no, finish your and thought. And you're like, I regret asking you to finish that thought. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I was just going to say, Ka-ka! Birds of Prey comes <laughs> in <laughs> with a shocking. And I thought that my transition was bad. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, sh- Birds of Prey. Well, it's it's opening this weekend. It's opening this weekend. But already, it's kind of doing it's well. Doing well, yeah. and I'm shocked. Car, car. <laughs> Please stop. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, Birds of Prey opens this weekend. So I guess uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith will be knocked off the top mm. because do you know they had three weekends at number one. Crazy. Crazy. And do you know what? It's not even a mega hit. Like 
I'm talking about uh, Bad Boys for Life. It's not yeah. like a mega hit. No. It's just like a slow burning hit. Yeah. But there's just no competition. It's funny. It's one of those movies where everyone I speak to is like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's weird. It's just pulling on those nostalgic strings, totally. I guess. Totally. Which yeah. is what a lot of movies and studios yeah. and TV series and Netflix are cashing in on that. It's what they have to do. I mean, that's why. Revival? Like, Revival? 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 I'm sorry. The Office? You, the Re- Office? Revival? Re- Arrested Development? 24? Do, do you want it again? 24? Revival? 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 I can't wait for Daredevil Revival and Punisher Revival. Yeah, see, they don't... Rev- yeah, it's so early on. <laughs> yeah. Can jo- they revive that John right Bernthal's now? John Bernthal's in a wheelchair when they're the time they revive it. <laughs> revive it. And he's still like, I'll do all my own stunts. Yeah, he's... <laughs> I'll break both hands. Dude, he's fucking... Just give me the chance. He's great. Just give me the goddamn chance. Love me, John. Some John Bernthal. He's not in enough things now. Grunt! 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's John Bernthal. That's my Punisher impression. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, let's go back to box come office on, lane for a minute. Come on, he does that Gay, as well. Come on, come on. Before he knocks out a woman. On. Yeah, and he's like, it's 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 the bottom, it's the bottom jaw. His top, the his Neanderthal t- look in him. His top lip doesn't move. It's the bottom jaw. Blood is pouring. He's he's all bru- Come on, come on, hit me Such again. A brute. Yeah, love it, love it, absolutely love it. Yeah. Can we get another season of that, please? Please. In the MCU. Please. I want to see the Punisher fight. On Disney Plus. Yeah. So we even got those extra dollar dollar bills. I want to see the Punisher fight someone ridiculous in the MCU. Like, I want to see him take on... Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> He's like, come on. Come on. Come on, hit Thanos me. is like, mate, you've had enough. You've had enough, man. I actually don't want to do it. It's not fun anymore. I want to see... I keep breaking your neck and you you you, you, you walk coming. it off. Keep coming. I want to see you him... Just- <laughs> I want to see him fight Spider-Man. He's just a puddle. Come on! You know there was a thing... This is, is the round where I win. Yeah, this is... This is <laughs> oh, oh God, I'm still kicking her. Um, in the in the 80s, the Punisher had this... Built this machine, and it would just hit him in the stomach with a baseball bat. And that was the whole thing, because the idea was that if a criminal surprised him and hit him with a baseball bat, he wouldn't... <laughs> He'd be okay. He, like- no, no, he wouldn't flinch. It wasn't so that he right. w- it wasn't so that he he could take it. Obviously, he was conditioning, but it was the idea that he wouldn't flinch. So that if he got Jesus. shot or got hit, he wouldn't flinch. His and- sex life must have been a deep dark place. <laughs> well, there is a famous thing where like Wolverine suggests that the Punisher was looking at like male fitness magazines for like sexual gratification. Oh, he's or whatever. a power power mega bottom yeah he totally is he takes a lot of punishment, but he he, he, oh, he produces all the energy. He produces all the energy. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, what were we talking about? We're talking about the box office. Oh yeah, Birds of Prey is doing surprisingly well. It's sitting well, in a- critically, it's doing surprisingly yeah. well. It only it opens now this Friday. We're we're actually recording this on Friday, so <gasps> it opens tonight. Has a bit of inside Hollywood for you there. We might have a review next week, potentially. I hope so one of us will have seen it. I am unsure if it's going to do well. I'm actually really intrigued now because me too. The, the critics seem to like it, so yeah. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see. How well it does. I remember Batman v Superman sitting at a higher score than it should have when it originally came out, though. It was on around 60%, and yeah. then it just dropped to, like... Plummeted. High 20s or something yeah. like that. Like, I feel like Birds of Prey would probably settle around the 70s. Yeah, yeah. I would say. I think even high 70s, maybe. Yeah. What's, it's on 83% now, but it's got 215 reviews. So, like, a 77, 78. Yeah, and I love how Rotten Tomatoes now have the verified rating. Yeah. So, if you're if you're just a normal person, an audience mm-hmm. member that wants to score, you have to... I don't know how... I don't know what the process is. Yeah. I've never tried it myself. We should verify. Could we get a critics rating? 
It'd be really cool. Yeah. I, I want to be the, one of the main ones. Though. Yeah, I want to be. Yeah, me too. I yeah. want to be the one they feature in my comments every time. And we have to do a collective one. Yeah. So we have to kind of balance it out. So if you love it and I hate it, we have yeah. to give it like a two and a half to three star. I, I write the first line. You write the second line. I <laughs> yes, write the third line. Just, That's how we do oh it every God, time. Who yeah. wrote this? Yeah, it's just complete. They have problems. Complete jar jarbled up mess you know yeah. un- indecipherable yeah no one knows really what our thoughts are in the end of it <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i'm kind of excited now for it i'm actually just more intrigued to see yeah can harley quinn man her own ship yeah i mean what i've heard is if if there was a harley quinn movie this is it's, it yeah so you know but I, I i still like i really hope it's not a deadpool movie that's my big yeah hope. yeah no totally i want it to be its own thing yeah me too Standing its own legs yeah and i yeah. don't want to i don't want to feel terrible for being a man while watching it because yeah i, yeah. I know that feeling yeah i know that feeling like yeah. oh don't guilt me like i want this movie to be good don't, well, don't shame me in some movies please don't shame me in some movies like it's okay like in the girl with the dragon tattoo it's like oh man this dude is not one of us. Okay? Yeah, yeah. It's like he's not this one. Guy of, is, this guy's bad. This guy's bad, but it's I like. I endorse none of this. I feel bad for being it, just existing yeah, right yeah. now, you know, when you watch that. But like, I don't. In a Harley Quinn movie, I don't want to be guilted. I totally. Yeah. Where I thought Wonder Woman did it really well. Like, yeah. they made the whole thing of like, no man can go past. No man's land. No man's land. land. No man's land. But she's no man. She's no ordinary land. man. <laughs> Do you know um, people were people like there was an announcement that Wonder Woman was like bisexual or something and it's like people were like what Wonder Woman bisexual I was like in the 60s her origin was or 40s I should say her origin was she lived on an island with only women yeah of got, course you gotta entertain yourself some way yeah and I'm sure they were getting up to plenty of entertaining many things scissor on, sisters many scissor sisters in fact Wonder Woman was weird because she was the only birth that was that was the oh, thing about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So you know. So someone got some vitamin D somewhere. Yeah, she, hell yeah. I think I think now continuity. She's Zeus's daughter, so it was Zeus who got some vitamin right, D. Right, right. Yeah. But before well, he gave, he dished out the vitamin D before she was sculpted out of clay. That was that was her original. Ooh, okay. But they recently retconned it, and it was like, oh yeah, her mom said she was sculpted out of clay, but really Zeus, you know, threw her bone. Her. Threw her bone. <laughs> but yeah. Five minutes in Pleasure Town. Hey. Anyway, here let's. I just want to talk about box office for a second because no, there was a, there was a big record made. Oh, okay. Oh yes, there's a new yeah. record set. Mm. The rhythm section. Mm-hmm. Anyone hear of that? No, no. Yes. Well, clearly they didn't hear of it because <laughs> well, no one attended. So Blake Lively has a new movie, which was partly filmed in Ireland. Yeah. You even had an almost connection to it. A slight connection. I am. Yeah. Someone I know was almost going to be her stunt double for the movie. So she's obviously extremely attractive. Yes. To be Blake Lively's stunt double. Yep. Ryan Reynolds' wife's stunt double. Ryan Reynolds. I love how we just connected then to Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds' wife's stunt double. Ryan Reynolds' stunt double. Yeah. So um, the rhythm section came out in America Mm -hmm. and blinking you'd miss it because it set a record for the lowest box office mm. opening for a movie that opened in over 3,000 locations. Jesus. It made 2.8 million. That's Over shit. the entire weekend. Bad. That's, That's bad. a bad record to have on your CV. And it's not reviewed very well either. No, it's not. So imagine like Blake Lively trying to get like a big role mm. and they're like, oh, let's check out her last hit. Is it even up there? I don't even think opening. Would it be there? See, it's not on. It's not in the top 10 anymore already. And it came Jesus. out last weekend. Bad Boys for Life is sitting at a 70... 70- Seven percent. I feel like that's seventy-seven percent. That's really. It's it's not a bad movie though. No, no. It's very likable. Would you say seventy-seven percent? 
I don't know, because that's not how Rotten Tomatoes works. I know. I know a lot of people think it works that way. No, yeah, it doesn't. Like, oh, that that's like, a, what, a three and a half star out of five or whatever? Yeah. Like, they kind of make those calculations. I mean, almost a four star yeah. review. Um, So 77% mm-hmm. of critics gave it three stars or more. That's okay. what that means, you know? And I... Yeah. I think it's fair enough. Yeah. See that yeah, like if you go by how like technically you could have a one hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes and everyone just thinks it's okay. Mm. Yeah. That's true. You know? And I'm sure there is some movies like that where it's hard to dislike it. Yeah. But it's not great. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know? If you yeah. have like a really charismatic actor or something like that where you're like, Jesus so likable, even though it's kinda okay. I robot. Yo. <laughs> Vin Diesel <laughs> just in general just in general yeah so here anyway rhythm section is set a record which yeah. is it's so bad I'm sorry Blake you deserve better she kind of does but yeah. hey if the movie's terrible it's just it. that's she's a great actor yeah that's just a miserable yeah miserable miserable uh, oh, totally. record to have but, I mean she, again she was in Green Lantern with you know Ra- Ryan, Reynolds. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and they turned, the only good thing that came out of that was their union their union and they turned it around have you heard about their like Oh my god, I'm going to get so gossip girl about this. But apparently the two of them, he was just coming out of a divorce and she was just coming out of like a long-term relationship and they were trying to find people for each other to date. They were like, "Oh, you Oh, they double dated together yeah. except on separate dates." On separate dates oh, and they yeah. were like, "Oh, you'd be good for this person." And they would set it up and they go on dates and then they realized that this let's make this happen. Do you, do you think what happens is they saw a mirror and they saw the two of them together and they looked at each other and oh yeah we're the most attractive babies ever yeah, we're gonna are gonna make, come from us. I don't know man Eva Mendes and Ryan Gosling. Oh that's a spicy one as well. Emily Blunt, John Krasinski. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Yeah there's, there's some there's many there's many yeah. okay. There's gonna be some hot Hollywood kids. Yeah. That's for sure. Some genes, some DNA going on there. Oh my god! You gotta live to like two hundred and fifty or some shit. You know, in Ted Two, when he tries to get uh, Peyton Manning's, is it Peyton Manning? Fuck, what's his name? No, it's not Peyton Manning. It's someone else. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg and Ted try to steal your man's sperm. Oh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. That's it. Peyton yeah. Manning is is another like old the only guy. NFL star I know. Yeah, Tom Brady. Because he's referenced in every movie and show like yeah. that has anything to do with NFL. Yeah, they try and steal his sperm, and I'm like. I totally get that. Yeah, I totally. Get that. That's a winner's spot. Angel right juice. Yeah. That's fucking angel juice. I love right when there. he throws Ted and then Mark Wahlberg catches him and Ted goes, Did you see that? Yeah, perfect spot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> what a great movie. Ted 2 isn't bad. Uh, it's not great, though. No. Ted 1 is fun. Mm-hmm. But here, I have some serious box office news. Oh, shit, you didn't tell me about this. Yeah, the coronavirus yeah? has cancelled. It has made uh, China cancel so many big Hollywood releases. Really? And one one is a big one. Doolittle has been cancelled indefinitely in China. Now, Doolittle is dying. Doolittle continues to do little business at the box office. I see what you I'm did sorry. there. I'm and sorry. I appreciate it. I apologize. No, I loved it. So, 130 million it sits on right now. It costs 175 million to make. It's like, at least China will get us out of it. That's the thing. Yeah, Do yeah. China love, like, China loves Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It does. China, China it does. does. Man. Oh, fuck it. Oh, <laughs> it hate, does indeed. I hate myself. Why does every podcast, every every box office turn into us making statements about the Chinese no, market? No, it's about Connor making statements. <laughs> us. We're in it together, Ian. It does. We either both say it or none of us say it. True. True. Yeah. I take responsibility as well. Okay. Good. I apologize for Connor. There you are. Uh, so yeah, Doolittle <laughs> needed those China dollar bills. It and does. 
well, you know, this is one of the ones where I feel like they will it will be released at some yeah. point. They just have to cancel now. But I did write down that uh, 1917 has mm-hmm. been cancelled. Oh. Jojo Rabbit, oh. Little Women, and here's one for the like this one goes back a while. Hellboy was supposed to be released in February. Now talk about a movie that needs mm. some money. Yeah, yeah. And like I know it most likely won't happen, but if China. Loved the shit out of that movie. It would at least balance the checkbook. Have you seen Bojack Horseman? No, I don't. Uh, it just ended, didn't it? It ended. Yeah, man, I loved it. I loved it. Bojack Horseman. It's funny. I started. Is Bo- there a connection to Hellboy? Yes. Okay. Let me let me <laughs> let me get through it. Bojack Horseman. It's surprisingly important for me because it started at a certain point in my life, and now it's ended at a certain point in my life, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's been. It's kind of. Have you grown with it? I've grown with it, and it's it, there's. There's elements of the show that I really connect with, and like, like I didn't know at the time I connected with like it. Like so the horse much. stuff, the horse stuff, yeah, all the horse play in it. Now I see a horse in myself. Yeah, but anyway, Penguin Books is an actual thing, and it's run by a penguin in it. I see, yeah, I know Peyton Oswald. Peyton Oswald, yeah, and uh, he's always like sweating because they're about to go out of business. I feel like he's the accountant for Hellboy. He's like, oh, but we're gonna release in China. Yeah, <laughs> And then the China, and he's like, oh my God, like in the first time you see Penguin, like a penguin is throwing himself off the roof in the show. And yeah, everything. yeah. So I imagine that's that's a, what I imagine their accountant's doing. I forgot the Hellboy existed. Me we, too. we gave it, it, it on our, um, I think it was our last episode or our first episode of this year. Mm-hmm. We gave it the biggest box office bomb of 2019. Like, it wasn't, like, financially, it wasn't necessarily the biggest one, but it was one of the worst. But the fact that we had Joker, that was an R-rated movie yeah. that had so many similarities and was one of the biggest box office hits in the world for mm-hmm. 2019. And then there you had Hellboy just died a death. Died a death. It really needed China. And yeah. I just couldn't believe that it hasn't come out in China yet. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't even think it would because it's an R-rated comic book movie. Weird. Because Deadpool doesn't get released there. Yeah. Man. So. Actually, speaking of coronavirus, hasn't Vin Diesel been suffering from the coronavirus? Damn it. I was about Forever. To, I was about to make a fucking... I was going to say, I've never seen this many people obsessed with the corona since the last Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> I was about to say that. He's got a serious dose of the coronavirus Genu- forever. Genuinely. You know the way I wanted you to stand up? Yeah. Earlier on, I thought of that joke and I wrote it down in my notes. The corona thing. Hang on. We got some parallel thinking we going do. on here. I gotta oh, fi- shit. I got to find it now. Hang on. I'll see exactly what I wrote. I was like... Oh shit! I didn't actually write it. Damn it! I should have written it down. Hmm. The last now, thing. Now I, I'm questioning it. I didn't. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Have you read about this? Fuck. The coronavirus. Damn it! Should have. Vin Diesel's been suffering from that for years. That's not what I said. That was, no. My my joke was going to be: I've never seen this many people obsessed with Corona since the last Fast, Fast and Furious, Furious movie. Yeah. And I was like, and I I also said, well, he's doing well for a guy who's been seriously suffering from the coronavirus. Seriously suffering, yeah. And you know, no one knows why. They only drink Corona and Fast and Furious. Vin Diesel doesn't even like Corona that much. Does he not? No, and they don't have a sponsorship. So Are you serious? Well, apparently. Apparently uh, not. I'd have to look into that. There was some video. Surely they're there was paying some, for there was some video, all this head waxing. There was some video I watched and it was like, no one knows why they drink Corona in the Fast and Furious movies. I will send it to you later. Okay. But I haven't actually watched the video. But I read an article about it ages ago. But stuff gets jumbled up in my head all the time. Okay, sure. I didn't know Jonah Hill's name last episode. Oh, that was that was miserable. That was miserable. I died a death when I couldn't think of his name. 
Well, there we go. The coronavirus has cancelled many China releases. Yeah. Doolittle and Hellboy, though, are the ones that, like, 1917 has made its money already. It's mm-hmm. doing really well. Jojo Rabbit is a movie that doesn't even need to make that much. It's a very no. small release. Little Women ha- only surpassed 100 million domestically. Yeah. So it's doing quite well. Just in America alone, it made 100 million. Hellboy needed this. Like, it really did. And China is that kind of... It's just... They have a strange audience who are just like, hey, no one liked that. But we love it. <laughs> like, Pacific Rim got a sequel because of China. It yeah. completely bailed them out. Oh, totally. And um, I think it was Warcraft. Now, th- that didn't get a sequel, but it, it balanced the checkbook. They were kind of <laughs> like, okay, we can write that off. That experiment didn't work. Yeah. Thank you, China. You saved our ass. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> you know, where with Hellboy, can you imagine they're like, hey, if we made 50 million, yeah. it would near, like, it probably still wouldn't, but it'd, it'd be pretty close. China is like, for big companies, it's like, you know, on a night out, you have this friend and you're kind of close to, and then you end up like sleeping together the next day. And China's like, you know, you wake up the next morning and China's with the studio and it's like, look, I mean, we both know that wasn't a good idea, but, um, you know, I had a good time, you had a good time. Yeah. Let's just, we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it anymore. We'll just go. That's It happens. That's what China is to yeah. movie studios, whereas Hellboy is outside. China, please. please. China's like, oh, I'm real sick right now. Actually, if any Lionsgate release Hellboy, they're like funneling all their money into curing the coronavirus yeah. right yeah. now. Try and get they're you. knocking on Vin Diesel's door. What's your secret? By the way, we had a whole talk before this show about getting padding for the mics because when we pound on the table, and then, you're made, like, and then I'm just <laughs> slamming on the table there. I thought of that as I was doing it, but yeah. whatever happens. You're I too apologize. deep, you can't stop. I'm too deep, I can't stop. I'm sorry, <laughs> too deep, can't stop. She's like, you're barely in. I'm like, too deep, can't stop. Too deep. Too deep. Can't do it. Already there. But anyway, I think that's... No take backs. (laughs) (laughs) You think that's all the box office news? I think so, yeah. But I I thought that was very interesting that the coronavirus is pretty much just the last nail in the coffin for Hellboy. That's so cool. So so it it infected Hellboy as well. Wow. I'm glad you didn't tell me that because that's very interesting. It's it's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, because I think China don't want people... Being in large groups at the moment. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. So, like, they don't want people going to the cinema. Uh, okay. Even though you probably could have released Hellboy and there wouldn't be big groups anyway. Hellboy's like, mate, put it on DVD quick as possible. Yeah. Get it out there. Get it out there, please. Get it out there, please. We need the money. Um, anyway, speaking of stuff we need to get onto and get out there, let's get our reviews out there. Hell yeah. And uh, talking about, like, intense, action-packed, we're talking about uncut gems, baby. Which is an absolute gem of a movie. Oh. Now, we only got this, by the way. Mm. So it's a Netflix movie almost worldwide, except for America. Do I was the, reading about this. Yeah, do the Safties have an agreement with Netflix? Because the Good Time is on there. And good Time, but I don't think Good Time came out on Netflix. It just, like, obviously you have to deal with it now. Where I, I have a feeling it's because of Adam Sandler. Because Netflix love oh, Adam yeah, Sandler. He's they that huge. can't stop sucking his dick. Yeah, they really can't. They really can't. They're, and hey... supposedly he's like the highest viewed uh, star on Netflix. Well, David Spade made the joke in his show where he was like, oh yeah, Sandler snubbed uh, snubbed by the Oscars. I guess he can just rest on his $60 million deal with Netflix. Netflix, Yeah, exactly. His bed of money. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what a fucking movie. Adam Sandler's best performance by far. Knocks it out of the park. I I forget it's Adam Sandler in the first five minutes. It's crazy. He yeah. looks so different, but it's so Adam Sandler. It's weird. The, the fake teeth. Yeah. The mole. 
the mole. He's got a fake mole. It's the hair. The as hair. Well. His clothes. His clothes are so weird because you're so used to him in his baggy Lakers yeah. kind of. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's Lakers, but he's always got a basketball shirt on or something like cargo oh. pants. Yeah. But then like. He's he even puts on an accent, but it's like the slightest. Like he just talks kind of more up in his nose, kind of like this. He's got he's a New York Jew. Yeah, yeah. And I like even in interviews, he's like, "Hey, uh, uh, neurotic Jew. That wasn't too difficult. That wasn't much of a stretch for me artistically." You know, I think he says again in a David Spade thing. He's like, "My characters don't always start off as Jews, but midway through, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna make him a Jew. (laughs) We have to. Yeah." But, um, You've already done it anyway. I mean, I, the things about this movie that I love are the performances, the camera work. It's just, it's like... The it, cinematography. It, cinematography is amazing. Um, the direction, the script, uh, the intensity, all the Jewish culture stuff I love. Yeah. Getting, like, I've... Uh, it's fun, fun enough, like, the... The diamond market in New York is something I never knew I wanted to see a movie about. I know. Isn't it weird? Because you're just like, oh, that sounds like the most boring thing ever. And then you see how all the hustling that's going on yeah. in the background. The sell, sell, sell kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And it's a, it's a movie about gambling addiction as well. Totally. If you watch the trailer, it's kind of hard to know what it's about. Yeah. And it, you know what? Like, it's a frantic, chaotic movie, mm-hmm. but it very much has, like, a true line of, like, what totally. it's about. It's a man that's suffering from gambling addiction mm-hmm. who's also a jeweler. Yeah. Like, that's essentially what it's about. But, like, just, just so many things going on. It's it's such a typical, like, his life is falling apart around him and you don't even really know it, you it, know? If you suffer from anxiety, do not watch this movie. <sighs> this is anxiety-inducing. Like, it's hell for someone like that because I, I was stressed watching it. Yeah. It was a stress watch. It was stressful, but I'd watch it again in a heartbeat. I know, that's the thing. Yeah. Because once it ended, I was like, I need to experience that again. Yeah, it was awesome. But the stress means it's it's truly affecting you. Yeah, you know, like you're you're in the movie, you're you're experiencing it with him. And like Kevin Garnett, an actual basketball player, puts in a pretty charismatic, KG, KG charismatic, realistic performance. Which there's many actors in this who are not actors. They're the people. Yeah, Weekend plays himself in it, and he's great. He is great. Yeah, and but there's many people who are just not actors, and it really works. And you know what? Even in this movie, it acknowledges what I've said. Forever, and is that the weekend gets the ladies wet? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The ladies love the weekends, and the weekend loves the ladies. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you've, you know? you've always said that. You know, you've I, always, I've always said, said that. that. It's I like have. your mantra. It is my Don't mantra. Do you have a tattoo of that in your chest? And uh, no, my arse. Oh, on your arse. I have that course, one. Yeah. yeah, on my chest, I have. Um, the world is not enough. <laughs> the world is not enough. <laughs> yeah, it's my family motto. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'll never reference that again. But um, yeah, the weekend, and like even when he's in the club. And he's like, where's my fucking neon light? He's like, I ain't performing until you put on that fucking neon light. And then, like, he puts it on and it's like, oh, that was worth it. That was worth it. And then Adam Sandler's teeth in the light. Adam Sandler's teeth are fantastic. They are fantastic. This, I I can't believe how good he is in this. Like, honestly. And I know, like, I seen in an interview with him, I think it was, like, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel is like... Are you sick of people being so surprised at your great performance? And this is the thing you you said about his Oscar snub. Yeah. That you read that the rumor was that the reason why he was snubbed is because he was so, I don't know, um, confident about the yeah. whole thing. And w- when you watch him on Jimmy Kimmel, he actually seems really reserved, and he's just like, oh no, man, like I'm just happy to to be yeah. associated with such a great piece of art, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I read a conflicting rumor that, and I I would believe this as well. Like it's that um, it's his consistency. It's yeah. not there. 
Like totally. the, the the people that vote the academy, the voters don't like that he'll make absolute dog shit and then make this great like he did with the Mayorowitz stories. Yeah, but he's I'm, fantastic. But then he goes and makes a bunch of like you know below par um, comedy movies. But I mean that's just complete bullshit as well. Because, I know it shouldn't matter. Yeah, because Leonardo DiCaprio puts out a winning movie every fucking year and he didn't win it until The Revenant. Exactly. So, like and then he, he gets nominated, but he gets nominated all the time, even. Uh, the guy who directs The Big Short and everything. What's his name? Adam McKay. Adam McKay. He was doing comedies before he ever did anything. And he did The Big Short and, then and he instantly, instantly he got no... Uh, like, they gave him a gratifi- gratification. That's not what I'm looking for. Uh, uh, notoriety? No, no. 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 That's 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 negative. Notoriety is normally negative. Um, yeah, instant gratification isn't a bad... <laughs> isn't a bad way of putting it. Yeah. I'll think of it. I'll think of the word yeah. in a minute. Yeah. Well, they applauded him. They applauded you know? him. They gave, they awarded him for. Yeah, it, yeah. They, they nominated him. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, but even but now, that's a that's a good comparison because, like, come on, like Anchorman two. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, like Anchorman one, I absolutely love, but Anchorman two is 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 a bit more fart jokes. Yeah, but here's than the social commentary. Yeah, but and like, then he makes the big short, and like instantly, like the. The academy are like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. So it's just bullshit. Like for that, for that reasoning to be like, oh, but he makes terrible movies all the time. It's like he put in a stellar performance in a movie, and for you to say it's his consistency is the reason you're not nominating him is just bullshit. Just say you don't want to nominate yeah, him. You you're know? not nominating him because of his decade of work. You're not nominating him because you don't like it. At the end of the day, don't. Like, these people in the Academy are like, oh, a lot of thought goes into our decision. At the end of the day, it's opinion, you know? It is opinion, and it's subjective. It's opinion, and it's subjective. And if someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, why didn't you nominate him? It's be like, I didn't want to. I didn't want, yeah. You know, I I, I didn't like his performance. I prefer the other ones I nominated. Sue me, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like, people don't have the balls anymore to just be like, yeah, I mean, that's my opinion. So, you know. I know, yeah. It has to be about race, sex, or gender. You know, it's just it's everything. It has to be about something Sexuality. else. Yeah, it's like, look, I get to vote on these things, so I get to express my opinion on it. I think about the movies I liked and everything, and mm-hmm. I like these movies, and I didn't like these movies. I don't like what Stephen King said. Yeah, basically, but you know, he's a racist, misogynist, or whatever, <laughs> whatever they accused him of. Now, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? He wrote a sex scene, an orgy scene about a fourteen-year-old, so you know, he can't be the best guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've read that scene. Right I've read that scene now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, <laughs> fucking weird. I was reading it and I was like, Jesus Christ, Stephen, you really were on coke this whole time. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a coke face. He you know, does. You're like, oh, he is. A, he it, was a cokehead. It's all gone down. His nose yeah. is like his super nose. thin. You're like, look at those nostrils. Yeah, they're suspect. They've been sucked in from all the cocaine yeah. he's done. Yeah, big time. You yeah. just look at him. You're like, yeah, he's dabbled. Have you talked? Have you? You've obviously heard Joey Diaz talk about coke. And he talks about like picking his nose all the time because sometimes he'd find a coke rock in there that you could snort again. It's like it's... I'm always sniffing when I come out of a bathroom, and then I'm like, "Oh, Jesus, it, it looks bad." You know, like <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, I just right. naturally do that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I just, it's just for some reason you come out. Yeah, I even, know. even whenever I walk, if I if I'm out in a night out and I walk around, and I have to go. <sniffs> at some stage, I'm yeah. like, "Oh fuck!" Everyone's gonna think I did cocaine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know why it just runs through my mind. Yeah, like, I, I do that thing as well. Where I'm like, "Oh shit!" Everyone just thinks yeah. that now. Oh my god, we're so similar. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, Uncut Gems though, it re- it's so good. I, you, I, yeah, uh, you you watched the scene breakdown of it, so you mm-hmm. have a bit more insight in it. If you wanted to talk about that, yeah. Well, the fact that um, Adam Sandler just improvises so much, like there's because there's so much dialogue in this, mm. and half of it's not on the page. Yeah, and he's just like riffing, boom, 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 boom. According to the Safties, yeah, and like you can, he's off his leash. You know, he's just like they love Adam Sandler. They yeah. wrote. 
at this movie for him 10 years ago. Yeah, I heard And he never that. even read it. His agent, he doesn't even know if his agent read it, but either way, the client, maybe the, the agent just seen what it was about and was like, this is not what Adam's doing right now. <laughs> He's got Mr. Deeds on the cards. He yeah. can't be doing this. And, you know, it was after Good Time came out. Uh-huh. And they became the in directors, you know, mm. the cool kids on the block. And then the agent heard, the same agent heard, oh, the Safties want to talk to you. Yeah. And he didn't even know, like Sandler didn't even know who they were. Mm. And it, like it was the agent who was like, yeah, you, you should probably talk to these guys. So they wrote the script 10 years ago for Adam Sandler. I love it. And they were going to make it with Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. And when I when you picture Adam Sandler, if you look at Adam Sandler in this movie with the fake tee, he's got the curly hair, he's got the glasses, all I see is Jonah Hill in The Wolf of Wall Street. Or a mix with War war Dogs. Yeah. 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 The personality of War Dogs, maybe. Yeah. With, with a mix the, of the, with the Wolf of Wall Street, but yeah. the look of Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Totally. We should say it's Josh and Benny Safdie. Yeah. The, those are the names. And Benny Safdie, in good time, he was the guy who was playing, he was playing the Dan Syndrome guy. Yeah. And right after watching Uncut Gems, I went straight over and watched uh, Good Time again. Again. And and I I don't know which one I prefer. I really don't. Really? I have to watch Good Time again. And I had the same thing. The minute it ended, I was like, I need to watch Good Time. Yeah. The score as well is so original. It's the same guy who does both movies. And Mm -hmm. it's unlike anything. The direction, the cinematography, it's almost like a documentary style. I feel like it's... To me, it maybe it's not like this at all. It's all really finely scheduled, mm-hmm. but it feels like guerrilla shooting. Yeah, you know that way. Like, oh, I got an idea for a scene. Mm-hmm. Start rolling. It doesn't matter because the the, uh, the cameras are all like handheld. Yeah. But oh yeah, the scene breakdown that I watched right was um when I, like this is this is not really a spoiler alert. It, it it's about an uncut gem. Like that's what it's about. What, what's it called? An opal. Opus. Opal. Opal. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to sell it to uh, KG, the famous NBA star. And um, it's about him selling it to him in the jewelry, the jewelry store, and he's like, "Oh, look at this, man! Look at this!" But he's selling it, and he's not trying to sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. But he, so Adam Sandler, like he he uh, trailed an actual jeweler in New York City for a few weeks, and he got so much inspiration. And like he even talked about how the jeweler had his normal voice, and then he had his seller's voice, his hustling voice. And Adam Sandler was trying to emulate the same thing. He had a, a bit of a rhythm to him when he's talking about, oh, yeah, look, here's the opal, you know. And uh, can you remember the glass smashes? Yeah. yeah. And it shatters. So KG, the NBA star, he keeps leaning on the glass. The glass cases where all the jewelry is on display. And Adam Sandler's character keeps saying, don't, don't lean on the glass. Don't lean on the glass. That was a Chekhov's gun I didn't see coming. But you know, one of the Safety brothers, the special effects guy, gave him the trigger uh-huh. for the glass smash. So one of the directors, like, so it's the two brothers, they got to choose whenever they wanted to smash the glass. And uh-huh. that's why KG is actually in a leather jacket, because it's real glass that oh, they had to, like, cool. shatter. And it was the director waiting whenever he felt like it, he, he hits the button. And smashes comes out of nowhere, and it's great because like there's this build up, build up, build up, and yeah. then when it reaches the top, mm-hmm. psh, the, the glass smashes and it kind of resets the scene for a second. Yeah. It's really good. Well, you were saying that the loop he uses, which is the eyeglass, I was just looking up to make sure I got the nice. name right. L O U P. Uh, the loop that they use, like you'll see the jewel- magnifying glass. Yeah, the jewelers they wear around their necks usually. Yeah, yeah, you it, like you know what to see like a basically. Spyglass thing. Yeah, that's that's what I looked up actually. I looked up jeweler's spyglass, and they were like, yeah. oh yeah, but um. 
uh, that was given to him by the jeweler he trailed, right? Yeah. And he was like, that's my favorite loop. That's my best loop. That's my favorite that loop. This yeah. was his big thing. Like, and, he was really attached to that. And Sandler brought that into the movie. And he, yeah, he says in it, like, he pretty much echoes, he, like, he even said that to the Safety brothers. Yeah. I really want to get in that that's my favorite loop. Yeah. And they, the Safties make the point when they're breaking down the scene that is like, so he's selling this rock that's worth like a thousand, like $100,000. And yeah, he's like, mine, my loop. That's my favorite loop. Yeah. Be careful with that, yeah. you know? And they even said that to the your man that he trailed, the jeweler, lended Adam Sandler the loop. And even after the scene was shot, your man was ringing them up going, that's my favorite loop. I need that back. Yeah. So obviously it's like, well, maybe it's just that jeweler, but I I, I would imagine that all jewelers kind of have that connection to their, their good loop. There's got to you know? be certain things that they're attached to. Like he is the ring. He is the ring yeah. that he won't take off. In the, like, But... Um, I just want to say that the Safties, and I've noticed this in both movies now, they give you a character who really isn't likable or redeemable in any way. Like, Adam Sandler is not a particularly good guy. Like, he's not he's a... He's kind of... Like, and when you see how many places he owes money to, you're like, he's kind of a scumbag. Yeah, but he's... But he's not... A scumbag who I want to see win so badly. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's kind of the same... Because he's ripping a lot of people off. Yeah. It's like so. We're not going to really spoil the movie because really, this is still just a general synopsis. Oh, totally, yeah. But when you learn how much money he's leaking from like every pocket, when you're like, oh fuck, he owes money to that guy. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't even own that thing that he's lending out. He's yeah. selling this thing that he doesn't own as well. Yeah. The guy just owes money everywhere, and he's just he keeps digging. Yeah. And digging, further into debt. Yeah, it's just. Sorry, it, I kind of trampled over your. No, 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 it's fine. I was just. Point. I was just going to say that um, they do the same in Good Time. Robert Pattinson is not a good person in it. Not at all. At the same time, like, he's trying to get the money to get his brother out. I'm still, by the end of the movie, rooting for him to get that money or to get his brother out. You You're know? on his side. Yeah, I'm like, for some reason, it's captivating to watch, and I want this guy to get what he wants, you know? I love that when it's it's kind of like an anti-hero, but he's like an anti-hero who's not even being a hero. No. He's not doing any good. The only good he's doing is for himself. It's all for selfish reasons. Yeah. And I'm like, please let Sandler win. Mm. Please let his character get out of this, you know? Yeah. Let him pay off all his de- yeah. debt and walk into the sunrise. Yeah. It's, uh, with that, very beautiful girl that is dating him. Who that was like her second role ever. She's a legitimate friend of the Safety brothers, so they wrote in her own personality traits into the character. That's cool. That's oh, very cool. Also, it has like it's I think seventh on the F bomb ranking list. Really? For having the most fucks mm. um in a movie. No I fucks actually, given on that show. No fucks. Oh, I like it. Thank you. Except no, there's actually many fucks there's given. Many fucks given. There's too many fucks for for certain people. Many fucks. I've seen many pigs eat many men before. So I and actually I, I found the list of it. So um, it ranks seventh mm-hmm. on the f bomb, the top ten f bomb list with four hundred and eight f bombs. Number one is Swearnet, which is made by the the guys who do um, the Trailer Park Boys, and it's called Swearnet. So eh, you know it's kind of there mm-hmm. it's kind of obvious yeah but the third is the wolf of wall street hey with 569 uh f-bombs that's got some good fucks in it though it, it has some fantastic ones yeah but casino is sixth with 422 you motherfucker 
So the the lovely mannered uh, Scorsese actually has two in the top ten. Of course he does. Now eight, right? Just behind Uncut Gems is straight out of Compton. Yeah. I, I don't really think of that. I don't remember that many fucks in that movie. No, even though you're like, oh, it kind of works with the characters yeah. and all that. Like 392. But yeah, Uncut Gems is seventh on the F-bomb list, cool. which I just thought was interesting. And also it's filmed on real film. Yeah. And um, what's it? 35 millimeter film. And I love the grain. Mm, that kind of gives too. you... It's like this low budget style and yet you're like, this... Okay, this feels like a low budget movie, but yeah, so it's got so much style and grace. But you're, you're watching it and you're like, I'm there. You know, that's what the yeah. grain does. It's Nothing like, seems cheap about it. Yeah. Even though you're like, this seems like a low budget movie. This environment, like the environment you're in, it's gritty and it's cheap and you feel like you're actually in there. And like the jewelry store is a completely fictional set. Yeah. That was made. And it seems like a legit jewelry store. Totally. I was like, I can imagine there being multiple places like that in New York. Yeah. But anyway, everyone, if you have Netflix, you have no reason not to watch Uncut well, Gems. Well, I don't know if it's on... The American Netflix. Oh yeah, it probably isn't. We, all, we sorry guys. I thought I missed it in the cinema. I thought it was, was one of those, you know, flashing the pans. It's because it's such a independent release. Like yeah. oh, it's out for five days in Ireland. Yeah, but no, Netflix has the rights for mm. just about worldwide except for America. Cool. But I will say, so Lakeith Steinfield, St- Stanfield, Stanfield. Sorry, yeah. he enjoyed working with the Safdie so much that he said that he'd love to play the Joker. Yeah. In a Safdie Brothers directed he, movie. He's wanted to play the Joker for ages. For he, a long time. Even yeah. when he went to the Joker premiere, he had the full, yeah, full get-up. Yeah. And he, he said, can you imagine? Like, he was in an interview and he was saying, I still want to I still want to play Joker. Yeah. Even though, like, they were asking him, do you not feel like it, it sucks that Walking Phoenix gave such an amazing performance that, you know, it's gonna, that's going to be ingrained in everyone's mind for a long time. So you probably won't get to play Joker for a long time. And he, mm-hmm. they asked him, but if you did get to play it, who would you like to work with? And he was like, can you imagine me doing a Joker movie with the Safdie brothers? I just love how, how he enjoys it. Here, man, Adam Sandler and, and the two Safdies, they get along so well. I need to watch this video. It seems to be cool that like, they the, seem to... The scene breakdown? Yeah, from what you said. It, it's I, Fandango. I want to see them bounce off each other, you know? Yeah, Fandango do it on YouTube. But the Safdies are like, they're serious film nerds. Yeah. Like I've watched videos of them before and they talk about... Like, you know when people throw out crazy references to movies from the 70s that no one saw? It's like, yeah, I, I mean, I even I, someone I would say, well-versed in film, no idea about that. Yeah. It's... Uh, like Quentin Tarantino, he's an encyclopedia. Oh, yeah. A, a, a film encyclopedia. You're like, okay. I went, I went and saw every movie. Every movie that came out, every I went and saw interview, it. And every interviewer gets an education yeah. in movies. Yeah, totally. The, the only guy I've seen who's able to kind of keep up is that, is uh, Jonathan Ross... Because he's a huge film buff as well. Sure, his, his wife is like a, a screenwriter as well. Yeah, and uh, the guy who does the Radio One interviews that are always right. really good. I don't know what he what he does, but he's like your career in film. And whenever he's on, he seems to be like he's really well versed in up, film. Like- Spike Jones actually actually he was like it's good to talk to a fellow film film buff as well. Well, Quentin Tarantino famously Spike Lee, Spike, not Spike Lee, Lee. Not Spike Jones. Yeah, Spike Lee is the African-American gentleman that's been around for a long time. Yes. Uh, I just love that Quentin Tarantino always says, I didn't go to film school. Mm. I just went to films. Mm -hmm. You know, he just went to the cinema. Yeah. Now, at the same time, you're like, well, you know, some people Mm. probably need to go to film school to learn stuff. But I do love, it's so practical. He's just like, I watch films and I absorb that. And then I was like, I'm going to recreate my own. But he talks about the songs in his film. Like he used the... 
the you know the song from Kill Bill, like the badass slow motion one. He was like, I only saw that because I want to see this movie, and the only reason I saw that movie was because it's based on another movie. And when I saw that movie, I was like, man, that's not really good, but the song in that is really good, and I'm going to introduce it in another thing. Speaking of cokeheads, yeah. Speaking of cokeheads, I think he's just neurotic. No, I think though he he took some. There's an element, I'm sure. Yeah, Yeah, in some stage of his life. Hey, yeah. What are you going to do? He's a creative. Yeah. Um. So. We've spent a lot of time talking about it, reviews and box office, but we need to talk about three James Bond films. Yes, we are. We are still trucking along. Uh, I don't know if you're doing it at home, but we would, you know. I, hey, I hope you're enjoying it as on, much as we are. On board. Yeah, so we watched You Only Live Twice on Her Majesty's Secret Service and Diamonds Are Forever. So we got the last two Conneries. We're finished with Connery. We're done with Connery and we got the Lazenby one. Yeah, which is just... Shoehorned in the middle Shoe-horned there. Shoehorned in the middle. Could have been at any stage because they completely ignore everything else yeah. during those films. But whatever. We'll talk about You Only Live Twice first. We both agree that this is the weakest of the ones we've watched so far. Now, you got to remember that this is the fifth Bond movie. And all the other Bond movies leading up to this added so much to the Bond franchise. Yeah. The whole saga. You're like, oh shit, that's going to run... For a few decades now, like that's what I've been saying about all the movies. Where you're like you watch Goldfinger and you're like, wow, this is the first like uh, flamboyant uh, villain that's yeah. got the foreign accent and all mm-hmm. like that. And you're like, he's got an obsession with gold, something so ridiculous. Yeah, you know, you got I all, love gold. You, you got odd job, odd job, yeah, classic. Vi- will who you, throws a shoe? Who throws a shoe? Will you, can you go to uh, the Rotten Tomatoes for You Only Live Twice? Where you only live twice is the first one that doesn't really supply any substance no. to the franchise. No. I will say the one thing that I love about it, it it's the first reveal of Blofeld. Yeah. And the the villain layer is epic. Yeah. And they really built that. Yeah. It's an epic villain layer for sure. And uh, it has its own metro system. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty pretty detailed. And then the little Nelly stuff, which is a helicopter, that's pretty cool as well. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. He just brings like and make your own helicopter yeah. in a suitcase. But the movie is super racist, like really racist. Have you seen uh, what's it? Um, Team America. Team that's America. what I'm looking for. Yeah, Sean Connery goes undercover as a Japanese man at one stage, or Chinese. Is it Chinese or Japanese? No, it's Japanese. Japanese. It's Japanese. And it's awful. It's awful. And like a lot of like scenes, it, there's no continuity. Stuff just doesn't make sense. He jumps from one thing for some reason. He sleeps with a woman who's from Spectre, and then they're in a plane together, and she kicks him out or for some, some reason. Or for some reason that she sleeps with him as well. I'm yeah. like, your boss is gonna find I'm, out about this, I'm, and you're gonna get eaten by piranhas. What are you doing? He's running from her goons. He gets in her office and she's like oh I was expecting you and blah 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 they have this whole back and forth and then they sleep with each other did for she an... just capture him so she could fuck his brains yeah, out yeah and then and then she gets eaten by piranhas later and I just it's like she shoved in there to meet she's, a sex quota she's number 11 as yeah. well I just love that you're you're ranked 11 you're not even the top 10 yeah. I, I love number 2 number 11 I, number 9 it must get confusing where's number 3 well he's gone off to take a number 2 yeah, and yeah. number 4 is ordering a 3 and 1 yeah I love I loved, by the way they're all given numbers but like the main villain in the movie always looks so distinctive like in like in Thunderball it's like okay these are kind of generic counting guys yeah, accounting yeah. Guy. oh guy with an eye patch yeah, he must Largo. be the main Largo, Largo he must be the main villain you know do you feel like they're in the meeting going oh where's number three who's number three again? Fred, Fred. Oh, oh you're asking me where Fred is oh Fred's hanging out with number 
he's hanging out with John. Yeah, okay, Fred and John, John are together. Yeah, yeah. They're they're taking a number two and he's taking a number one and then sometimes they do a number three. What is a number three? Who knows? Mm, but they ask. do it. It's both at the same time. Yeah, the two of them together. But uh, yeah, you only live twice. It's pretty racist. Um, pretty. It, there's no good through line. Um, I mean, the whole premise is he gets killed at the beginning, like they fake his death. But James Bond's death isn't treated like it's kind of unceremonious. I I like that he fakes his own death. Is in I'm thinking. Well, you know, he's not much of a secret agent. No. He's just an agent. Like yeah. he, whoever asked him, hey, I'm James Bond. Yeah. I'm Bond, James Bond. If it's a woman you know, asked him as well, like yeah. Bond, James Bond. You know? Also, I just think he is the child payments, you know, the child yeah. welfare payments because oh, he's man. got babies scattered around the yeah, world. So he's yeah. like, I need to fake my own debt. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, cool. He's faking his own debt because everyone knows who James Bond is. And it, this film is like, it just suspends reality to a degree where you're like, okay, I know James Bond, this guy loves gold. Mm. How Goldfinger dies as well. Oh, Feed yeah. force through the, the airplane. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. But anyway, I'm like, yo, I can su- suspend reality only so far where you're like why is he you know what what do you call it when he's like mummified oh yeah uh, embalmed embalmed yeah something yeah. like that and they tr- so they're on a naval ship and they throw the body in you're like there's no reason why he should be himself mummified in that coffin there's no reason that could be bricks yeah that could be a body shape that could be bricks shaped like yeah. a body that gets thrown off because you could break your neck if you hit that water wrong yeah nope it's James Bond taking a nap with an oxygen mask. Oh, it's... Uh, you know, like, you're just like, why? It starts in space with a spaceship eating, an, an evil spaceship eating another spaceship. And then that scene looks so good for the time they do it twice in the movie. And oh, I'm they like, love Whoa. it. They love it. Oh, man, you want to see that again? Oh, I do not want to see that again. No. So you only live twice. Here, out of all those, those three movies, I actually wrote down certain things that just <laughs> jumped Excuse out me. for me. It was like, starts in space. Yeah. Because you're like, why, why is a James Bond movie starting in space? Yeah. Fakes his death. Yeah. Toy helicopter. I The helicopter's pretty cool. Little Nelly. Little Nelly. Spectre base, Blofeld, Piranha. That's what I wrote down because I was like, hey, I like the base. I love that Blofeld, of course, has not just a pet cat, but mm. pet piranhas. Pet piranhas, of course he does. Perfectly on brand. Yeah. Ninjas. Mm. Oh, there's my, ninjas my ninja army I've been preparing it's like we're in Japan of course there's ninjas yeah he's like you don't need soldiers you need ninjas you need and ninjas like, oh my god! and gosh. then you have your normal ninjas that are just doing their kung fu and shit like that yeah. and then you've got your ninjas who shoot guns yeah but they all die and have cigarette guns but they all die the same way by the end of it and then and then for some reason he goes undercover and he's like you must take a wife as well and she must do whatever she said you say and <laughs> that's, it's that's like, what I have down here Japanese bond yeah Japanese bond and ninja training uh, like he actually goes through ninja training, but what's weird is he puts these prosthetics on his face, yeah, and then he does the training as well, and he then he just never takes those prosthetics off. Like yeah. how uncomfortable do you have to sleep with your fake eyebrows, Ugh. and that haircut makes him look like a serial killer. It's oh man, it's really really bad. So you only live twice, I would say of and even of the next two, it's the worst Bond so far. To me, it really is. It and was, we were looking at the reviews, and seventy three percent. Like that's. That's higher than uh, Diamonds Are Forever, which we think is a much better Bond film. Much better. Yeah. but um, And the audience score is 68%, which is more kind of... It sides a little bit more with yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably give it in the 50s myself. Yeah, like if I had to rate it out of three, uh, five stars, I'd give it two and a half. Yeah, me too. Mainly just because I, li- I like Connery as Bond. Yeah. And I do love the... Like the actor who plays Blofeld in it mm-hmm. is his only time playing Bo- Blofeld. Yeah. 
I really enjoyed that performance. There, there's elements of it that I like, but like it's I, I, I it's easily the worst one we've watched so far. And it was just mm-hmm. boring. I fell asleep during it the first time. The setup goes on for over an hour. Like the setup in Thunderball goes on for ages, but I'm entertained while it's happening. Yep. You know what I mean? This is just glazed over not entertaining I get a little confused as well Me I'm just too. like wait why why is he going here there is a very like the the plot is so hard to follow oh we should say who wrote it oh Rodal Rodal wrote the screenplay for yeah. you only live twice shame on you Rodal what the f- what yeah what you should stick to the kids books honestly. yeah when you're finished Charlie and the Chocolate Factory you want to write a James Bond movie yeah yeah do you think uh, okay do you think James and the Giant Peach was initially his pitch for a sex scene in James Bond? Oh yeah, boy! <laughs> and then and then he changed it to a kids book. But uh, is Roald, is Roald Dahl like his agents on the line going, "Hey, the the guy is at uh, what was it called? United America or yeah? Is that what it's called? Yeah, you, you know, United Artists. That's what it was called before it becomes Eon. E-O-N. E-O-N. Yeah, and they're just like. You can imagine his agent going, "Hey, the guys want you to write a James Bond movie. Like you're fucking with me. Is it April Fools?" Yeah. And I was like, hey, could you... I'm trying to finish Matilda. What What are you asking from me? <laughs> could you write a good one? And he's like, nah. He even says in interviews, I've read interviews where he's like, I, I didn't really know what to do, so I just kind of went with the standard formula. Oh. Which, it's not even... It's it's it's, it's worse. Yeah, it it's really is. It's just bad. Ah, I don't know. I, d- I really didn't like You Only Live Twice, M. But now we're going to move on to a very underrated Bond, in my opinion. George Lazenby's first and only outing is uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I think it's a great Bond film. I think it's really good. Yeah. And I do understand why it failed at the box office. Yeah. Because it was the first changing Bond. Yeah. Like we, I was saying this to you that we're so used to it now. It's like a bit of a revolving door. You're like, oh, it's a new Bond, a new Bond. Mm -hmm. But this was the first instance of them just changing up Bond. And I can imagine the knee-jerk reaction of being like, what? Where the fuck? Connery looks weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they don't do they don't do him any favors. Like we were saying, if you want to introduce a new Bond, here's what you need to do. You need to go a new direction, new style, which they do very well. The direction style is extremely different. It's different, and I like it, and I enjoy it. But you need to have a killer theme, and this one does not have a good theme. It's a great, great song. But a it's not a Bond song. Not a Bond song, and even in the opening credits, like it's just it's kind of like an alternate version of the. It's it's a, a instrumental as well. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of the same over it's a bit but the, the Bond team is actually the Louis Armstrong song yeah all the time in the world is that what it's called yeah yeah but Th- like that uh, that's an absolute gem of a song it's a classic song that's not a like, it's not a Bond tune no and the fact that they play it during a romantic montage oh it's terrible like that's the only instance of it in the movie yeah but George Lazenby is an Australian and he's doing a great British accent for pretty much all of the movie. I think he's a great Bond. I think he's a great Bond. I really like him. He's a lot less, he's a bit more suave than Connery, I would say. And he's a bit less forward and pushy, I would say. Um, he's going out with, he marries Diana Rigg, who is Olena from Game of Thrones, if anyone, for yeah. modern people, um, who looks the fell mounted, The fell-mounted... Uh, mother, isn't Grandmother. it? Grandmother. Grandmother. Yeah, who the poisons herself. Grandmother who poisons herself and everyone loves. She's badass. She's badass in the show and she's kind of badass in this and I really like her. Yeah, she's actually really good She puts this. in a good performance and it's an emotional James Bond. Like, when he gets married at the end and all that happens, oh, like... Oh, well, we should spoil it. Like, come on. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, she dies in the end and yeah. it's the first time we see Bond cry. And it's like, 
oh my god it kind of it hits registers, you it yeah, registers like wow but even before but this that, is what we needed yeah she needed it because you know what? he sleeps with everyone okay he's a walking sti i get it yeah but finally like he falls in love mm-hmm. and it, it's necessary and like six movies in you're like oh now he has something to lose it's snatched away but that's the cool thing about wh- when we're going to get to it, but Casino Royale, you know, he he's in love with Vesper in the end and it yeah. turns out she was lying to him the whole oh, no. time. And it breaks his heart. It breaks his heart and it breaks your heart as an audience. Yeah. But then after that, you understand his relationship with women throughout the rest of it. Of course. And then you get a broken bond yeah. for Quantum of Solace. Yeah. And like, I don't think they, they really do it justice, but I do love that we get a broken bond and mm-hmm. not to skip too far ahead, but like in Diamonds Are Forever, because Connery comes back, you sort of get a broken bond. Like, you Not get a really. bond who's like, oh, I want to get Blofeld. But at the same time, he just reverts you. back to like, hey, yeah. I'm just sleeping with women and I'm yeah. James Bond. But they don't tell you why. Like, he could be trying to get Blofeld for the thing he did and you only live twice. He could just be on a hunt from that. Like, yeah. George Lazenby's Bond, the, the Diamonds Are Forever does a kind of a good job of being a kind of a sequel to that. And then also, if you skip that, it wouldn't really matter. Yeah, you know, totally. I feel like that's what they were doing. Yeah. Like, hey... This may have happened if you wanted it to happen. If you mm. choose that this happened on Her Majesty's Secret Service, yeah. then it happened. Yeah. If you don't want to uh, view it as, ha- as a reality, okay. We totally get it. Yeah. We, we can skip over it. I really like it. Um, they have too many skiing scenes. That's the one thing I would say. And yet, it's the skiing movie you yeah. know that way like everyone yeah. knows it's like hey this is where bond goes to all those snowy landscapes Go skiing, and then he fights blofeld in a uh in a bobsled a bobsled the, yeah like what's going on also, here telly savalas as blofeld he was a very famous actor at the time so him stepping into the role was a big deal and he brings a kind of i would say clancy brown he kind of sounds like and he brings a certain kind of power to blofeld yeah. as well the one thing that i didn't understand is like why is blofeld on the ski chase with his goons. Oh, yeah. You know the way, like, Blofeld to me always seemed like the guy who's pressing the buttons and he's pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's not the guy who's, like, in the car chasing yeah. Bond. And that, that was kind of odd to see. Well, Telly Savalas played a TV detective called Kojak and he was kind of an action guy. So that's probably why when they brought him yeah, in, they the were chops. like, they were like, we're going to give Blofeld, like, a bit more of a, a bit more domineering presence, you know? But uh, we should talk, though, about how George Lazenby's Bond goes undercover as a gay Scottish man yeah. and all he does is sleep with women. Yeah, he still manages to sleep with all, all the women. All they want is, is, is a yeah. shot of that vitamin D. Yeah, every single Please time. Please let me play with your joystick. Come on, James. They're, they're, like, they're like... And he gives it... They're like, the only thing he's allergic to is women and I, legitimately, in the sh- in the movie, he seduces two women with exactly the same lines and moves. Yeah. He uses the same things on both of them and it's like... It's almost played for laughs. It's also jarring because you literally see a romantic montage where James Bond finally falls in love. Yeah. Then what happens? Cut to him undercover fucking women. Hey, listen, he's doing it for Her Majesty's yeah. government. You know what I do for England. What I do for the things I do for England. You yeah. know. But uh, and then the minute he sees his, his girlfriend again, yeah, he's like instantly in love with her and pretty much proposes. You're like, wait, hold on. It, 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 does she not sniff? The, the goddamn, like, homewrecker pussy off him? Okay, so I love the moment when they're in the barn and, and he lifts oh! he lifts her up and he's like, my New Year's resolution is uh, I'll save that for our wedding night. And she's like, whatever yeah. you say, James. And he puts her on the thing and then he reaches over and he pulls the paperwork and he stabs it and she slides into his arms. He's like, it's not New Year's yet. Not New Year's yet. Because yeah. I was like, hold on. I actually, I didn't know... I d- 
I, I didn't know that happened I forgot that that happened So I was going Wait First of all He just proposed to her Like he forgot It seemed like he forgot about her Very quickly mm. Once he had a mission And he was fucking other women mm. S- Say it's for England He was enjoying himself Ah yeah oh, You know The perks of the job Listen And then the minute he sees her again He's like Will you marry me yeah. And then he's like I'm gonna abstain mm-hmm. From sexual activity I'm like What's going on here James And then when he When he starts riding her You're like There we go there There's we the go. That's like, the boy That's the badger I don't New Year's is ever going to come. Yeah, me neither. I know who's coming, though. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, um, so George Lazenby's underrated, definitely. Um, the direction as well. Is really interesting. It's like a one-time director. Like, do you know, it's the guy who edited every single movie beforehand. Really? All of them. So he did Doctor No, he did um, From Russia With Love, he did Goldfinger. He edited... He edited all the movies until then and that's why he got the chance to direct ah, that's cool and he brings a totally unique style I would say more modern more modern it, like there's a lot of cutscenes but the pace of the fights yeah is it, pretty spectacular it's a bit more brutal and realistic the fights it's just not perfected yet no it's a bit it's a bit janky they don't totally line up there's a lot of cutscenes yeah but at the same time I can see what he's going for totally and it's just it's not perfect but because I think because the audience had that knee-jerk reaction and pretty much rejected Lazenby's Bond, they were like, "Okay, screw that, we're not doing that." And then yeah. they bring back I I want to I forget who directed it, but um. So what's the next one? It's Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds Are Forever. It's someone else. Yeah. Oh, the score for that is, I forgot how low it is. Mm, yeah, it's bad. Guy Hamilton. Guy Hamilton. And he does many of the bonds. He does. Um So obviously the studio even were like, oh nothing no part of that movie is gonna cross over into Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah. Now you may ask, what was Sean Connery up to over those four years that he took off from James Bond? He was eating burgers, yeah, kebabs. He was losing his hair. Hair, yeah, and just he is not in good shape in this movie. He he I've, so all these uh, f- all these episodes that we've been doing on the podcast, yeah. I'm like, wow, Sean Connery looks like my dad if he worked out. Yeah. Now he just looks like my dad. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, even in the suit, I'm like, oh, he's looking. He looks rough. He does look rough. But I mean, Diamonds Are Forever. It's it's a tricky one for me because I enjoy a lot of elements of it, and then it just kind of it goes a bit too Roger Moore for me, and I don't like seeing Sean Connery do that stuff. I know, and it's weird because it starts like a Sean Connery yeah, James Bond it's, movie. It's kind of smaller, and the story's a bit more. You know, it's kind of more nefarious and yeah. more real, I and guess. I, like, Bond still always brings a kitschness to it. Yeah. But there's, like, a Roger Moore kitschness and there's a Sean Connery kitschness. Yeah. Where Sean Connery's has more finesse. Yeah, I would totally. say. Whereas, like, he, he, there's this scene where he drops in, like, a balloon, a gerbil, and he walks over and then he gets out and he says... In a full, in nice a full suit. suit. And I'm like, that was so Roger Moore. Yeah. Like, I didn't like it really that was. at all. I... So this was the first one I've watched with my girlfriend, and mm-hmm. I think it's because I've been talking about the bond, like what we've been doing and my experience. Yeah. And I think she just, uh, of course, all I've really talked about with her mm-hmm. is how far from feminist it is, like yeah. how how misogynistic it is, and yeah. I, like it, it humors me. I'm like, geez, you wouldn't believe what Sean Connery does in this movie, yeah. or that movie, yeah. and. So I watched Diamonds Are Forever with her and it opens up with him kicking ass and he's like, where's Blofeld to this guy and that guy? And then he comes up to a woman and he's like, you know, he's like, where's Blofeld? And she's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And he's like, I think you have something to get off your chest. And he takes off her bikini. And my girlfriend's like, whoa, I get what you mean. 
no, no, that was just the beginning. <laughs> then he uses the bikini to strangle her, and he's like, spit it out, yeah. you know? And she's like, okay, I'll tell you. Yeah. And she was like, oh, fuck, it, there's many levels to misogyny. And it's like, wow. Funny enough, this isn't even his worst one. I think it's, Not quite, even. it's quite subdued, this one, in all fairness. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Like, those early ones are really bad. Yeah. Thunderball, I think, is the worst. But I just loved how it was progressively getting worse in the scene. Yeah. She thought, like, wow, just him walking up to his, some random woman this 40 year old man he's just like hey I'm gonna fuck you yeah, and she's like you, okay yeah. and then no no I'm actually gonna strangle you yeah it's uh, it's bad and then we poor were... girl died from it died from a severe case of blue balls really oh, actually yeah. really I mean <laughs> didn't get that we've, we've James est- Bond dick we've established that every woman in this universe wants to fuck but James every Bond. woman they have a great Irish girl in here called Plenty O'Toole Plenty O'Toole <laughs> Uh, work- what's he say to her he says uh, named after your father I imagine <laughs> yeah oh uh, it's fantastic oh, it's great but um, uh, we came to a similar conclusion about two of the main villains in this that funny enough we came to each other and we were like hey did you think this as well so that there are two hitmen in it and yeah. Mr. Kid and Mr. Wind like they're like his goons they're, they're like yeah but they're like the main Blofeld's kind of, goons they're, they're kind of like the odd job this movie yeah yeah except. yeah like they've the, got a bit of character they're kind of fun I actually quite like them um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're very different. They stand out, like they jump out in every totally. scene. You're like, wow, this is weird. But they're memorable, and I, yeah. I, I kind of like the, even the look of them. Yeah, like could they make the guy with the terrible little fringe? That he's got the worst hairline ever, yeah. and he's st- like, he's got that little tuft, and he decide to comb it down. He just into looks a like fringe, a, like even more of a walrus. And then the other guy's got that protruding jaw yeah and then the bun haircut and everything they couldn't look odder they couldn't look weirder but uh anyway they're like psychopathic killers like they they make quips as they murder innocent people and everything but we need to make them more evil yeah what could we do make them gay that sounds good yeah so we kind of came to the conclusion that like the two characters heavily implied that they're gay together. They hold hands. They hold hands. And then at one point, Mr. Wynn says, you know, that lady, she's not bad looking for for, for a lady. For a and lady, Mr. yeah. Mr. Wynn looks over jealous and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like... There's, there's an odd sexual tension between them. Yeah, but it's like it's heavily implied they're gay together. But we think they did that back then because to make them look like more psychopathic because yeah, that was more the, evil more evil and like which is strange so wrong. it's terrible another level no it really is because like both of us love mind hunter yes. and they talk about in that that like homosexuality is under like it, it, uh, it's like, it's done down as a deviancy deviancy yeah. that's the word it's yeah. down as a deviancy so i was like oh, sexually man. deviant or something like that yeah so yeah i i, th- I think that's like, what it is like funny enough it's not they didn't I we're don't, not endorsing that but, oh no but it's 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 clearly what they're going for. I think that's they're like, what hey, they're going for. How could we make these guys seem even more evil? Especially for the time. You know what I mean? Make them gay. Yeah, we'll make them gay. And I tell you, there's something really uneasy about seeing two uh, like goons or whatever hold hands after killing a, a man. Yeah, totally. Because you're just like, are they just going to fuck now? Yeah. After killing someone? It, like, it, it is It is unsettling. Yeah. I will. But like... This is like date night to, for them. Yeah. You want to kill a guy with a scorpion? Exactly. And then... And then and fuck go, each other. Go fuck. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. Sound, that sounds so romantic. Yeah. Let's do it. But even but they they kind of make them iconic. Like he has the spray thing, and that's how they get caught in the end, which I yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Because of I, course, uh, Connery's got a good nose. Oh, James man. Bond's got a fantastic nose. Connery has a great line where he looks at the rat and he's like, "I don't know if it's you, old boy, but one of us smells like a tart handkerchief." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he sniffs. Whoa. And he sniffs himself, and then he goes. 
Sorry, old chap. <laughs> also, the passive aggressiveness between him and M. Yeah. In that movie where yeah. he's talking about the sherry. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like. There's some serious passive aggressiveness. Dude, who who didn't call who back? Like, that's what I want to know. I know. Yeah. Like, what's going on These there? These two men who are good friends for a very long time seem to really not like each other right and now. And he won't, he won't say it out straight. No. But they're like, there's a little battle of wars. Is there anything little... you don't... It's nice to know there's something you're not an expert in, 007. Yes. And then he asks something like, oh, they're talking about the... Uh, something about the diamonds... And he goes, oh, do you know the location of those men? Or so? I, I can't yeah. remember. Either way, he's like, we function without you at times, You know Mr. we Bond. function without you, Mr. Bo- uh, 007. Yeah, it's, oh, it's They're weird. just making little jabs at each other. I'm like, wow. Yeah. But I also like it. Like, it's campy. It, there's good times when it's campy, and sometimes it dips into Roger Moore too much yeah. for me. Like uh, Willard White. I, I can only say it like that. <laughs> Willard White, he's played by Jimmy Dean who's like a famous country singer country and actor, singer. but he's like, he's some great lines and great delivery. Baja! I don't own anything in Baja! I'm not yeah. even going to attempt the yeah. accent. But it, like the plot gets crazy. And you know... The plot is, is it, it gets so far. If school. there's diamonds in a movie, what are you making? A laser, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, if Batman and Superman, oh, Batman and Robin ever taught me anything, yeah. it's you, that you need you, diamonds for a laser. You use a diamond to make a laser. Yeah. And that's, that's what they're doing. But anyway, so the only one so far that we would say you could give a miss, I would say is You Only Live Twice. You Only Live Twice. I felt every minute of the two hours. Me too. You know, it's that thing where you're like, oh, I'm nearly finished this. It must yeah. be an hour and a half in. I'm 40 minutes into this movie. I was tempted. Get to- the, what? After I woke up, after falling asleep during it, it was the end credits, and I was like, will I just tell Ian I watched it? <laughs> but no, I, I went, I, I got 40 minutes in, and I had to go back. And the parts You would have missed the evil layer, though, and that yeah. is probably the best thing about it. Totally, totally. And, like, I mean, for an out-of-touch, dated timepiece, it is pretty funny to see the shit that they thought was okay. Yeah, when they make him Japanese, you're <sighs> like... Are, are you are you joking? Yeah. No, nope, no. Nope. They're they're putting prosthetics on his eyes yeah. now. I was trying to tell oh, you. Oh shit! I was trying to tell you about this as well, and you were like, "What? No." No, they wouldn't be that bad. Oh yeah, it is bad. like watching Team America. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. They're, they're just... about to hand him a, a hammer and go, "If you need to take your life." Yeah, yeah. Or they stick like pubes on his face or whatever. That's what I always <sighs> think it looks like in Team America. That's one thing that I'm gonna miss as we get more modern. Yeah. Is how out of touch. Yeah. And you know how how much of like. Like that movie, those two goons having yeah. that sexual tension, being homosexual, it's such a time capsule. You're totally. like, wow, they were that out of touch. Yep. Um, but listen, we've still got a few more good ones to go. Next up is one we're both very excited for. A strong one in our memories, Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Bang, bang. And then after I can't that... wait for that. I'm just so glad now to be out of the Connery era. Yeah, me too. I, I loved it at first, but now I'm like, hey, it's actually time for a bit of more. I'm ready to I'm ready to, to dive into some Roger Moore. Yeah. And I no doubt, I'll, I think I'll, I'll grow sick of Roger Moore far sooner than I will Connery. Yeah, I think three movies in, it's going to feel... Yeah. It's, there's going to be some labor in, in those watching. But listen, the first two are great. We've got Live and Let Die, great one, and The Man with the Golden Gun, Christopher Lee... Uh, can't wait. Cannot with, wait. With, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, I can't help you. The I little kids. Know. The little, not little kid, the guy's name. I know the actor's name. Oh, fuck. I'll think of it in a minute. Just give me, just give me some time. I'll get it in a minute. Um, anyway, we should move on to trailers because we're an hour in and we haven't yep. done any of the news or anything. So Where, trailers. Trailers. So we got an interesting one with Spiral. From the Book of Saw. From the Book of Saw. That's actually the title. 
And you know what? It's like a Star Wars story yeah. or uh, what's it? Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. You're like really from the book of Saw. It kind of sounds cool, but yeah, so unnecessary. I'm kind of into time. it. I gotta say, yeah, yeah. And watching the trailer and after seeing the poster, you know, it's Chris Rock produced. He came up with the idea and everything. I'm pretty excited for it. It's not a bad trailer. No, I. I was saying to you, I was like, I'm clearly going to hate this. And then yeah. I was watching it and I was hating that I was liking it. Yeah. Sa- it's Sam Jackson. It's Chris Rock. And uh, yeah, I mean, Chris Rock is almost unrecognized. Like, I know it's Chris Rock, but he doesn't look like Chris Rock. It, he looks like Chris Rock, but he doesn't look like Chris yeah. Rock. Because it's not as if he has prosthetics on. It's not as if he, he's trying to pretend to be Japanese or anything like James yeah. Bond. It's just Chris Rock in a shirt and sunglasses. But you're like, oh, he's a detective But it's the goatee... It's like yeah. there's something about him. He just doesn't look like himself. It's like the guy we think is 50 Cent in Moonlight. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tink. Is that not 50 Oh, yeah. It Curtis is 50 Jackson? Cent. Here, though, isn't it just so weird that Chris Rock came to Lionsgate with like an idea for Saw? Like, I still yeah. can't get over that. Me neither. And I can't believe it's an actual thing that's happening as well. Like, it's been made. Yeah. It, but... And I'm excited for it, which is strange to say. It looks fun. It looks interesting. Mm-hmm. It looks more like a sequel to Seven than yeah. a sequel to Saw. Because Saw gets so goofy. Even with the color grading, it kind of looks like a Seven yeah. sequel. Even the poster, as you said, it looks like a Nolan poster or a Seven poster. The poster is fantastic. It I'll is. throw it up on the screen. Everyone should check it out. Now, one thing that I will say about the trailer is we don't get too much information as well. No. So. Usually the first trailer is pretty good. You know, once I see more story details, I'll be able to judge this more. Yeah. But I like it. Me Samuel too. Samuel L. Jackson, Chris Rock in a Saw movie. Yeah. That Chris Rock came up with. Okay. Okay. I'm Why in. not? I'm there. I'm it there It can't for be it. worse than Saw 15 or whatever they ended it on. Saw 6? No, I think it's like 8 or 9. No, there's 6. There's Saw 6 and then there's Jigsaw, which is 7. But then there's seven. Yeah, no, but there's six Saw movies, then there's Jigsaw, which is like... But it's a it's Saw a, movie. Yeah, it's yeah. It's Saw 7. It's more of like... Hey, pr- come on. Okay, seven movies, I'll say. It's not eight or nine, though. I know that for a fact. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm just oh, exaggerating yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah. like, Well, now I it's think, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last five were probably unnecessary. Yeah. I guess one, two, maybe three. You could be like, once John Boy dies, mm-hmm. you're like, why are we making more? Yeah. And he's still in every single one of them. Yeah, because he's the best part of them. I know, he is. The actor who plays him just fucking kills it every time. But did it feel like they shouldn't... Do you feel like they regretted it instantly? Where they're like, we should have killed him, made a fifth one. And they were like, oh shit, we like autopsied him in the fourth one. I know, maybe no one will show up to see the next one and we'll get away with it. And they're like, oh, it was another fucking hit. We gotta gotta make another three of these, guys. Yeah. He's dead. What are we gonna do? Doesn't he die in the second one? Second or third one. One or the other. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then you have to do just, just do the same trick. Regurgitate the same trick. Same shit. It's just He's a di- dead, but he's still haunting people. It's a different protege who's doing it now and everything. Yeah. How many toys did he make? Yeah. Like how, how many death traps did he actually make? Yeah. How many was he doing before he did the first one we saw? Man, his work might have killed him because he was overworked. Yeah. He never killed anyone except for the people he 100% killed. You know, he, like, definitely killed that person. It's so stupid. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, we're going to move on to another trailer from the Super Bowl. We're ju- there was lots of different yep, stuff of coming out, like clips and everything. But we're just going to focus in on the Marvel stuff. The ha- fun stuff. The fun stuff, which has us very excited. We got our first look at the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon practicing with the shield. So cool. Hell yeah, bro. So cool. Love it. Yeah, me too. Oh, they only give us little glimpses of yeah. both. And one division is the other one that they show. And Loki. Loki. Oh, like a snippet of Loki. Yeah, but I'm so excited. You All know? three of them, though. All three of them, man. So there. So one division. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is August 2020. Yeah, August 2020. One division is December. December 2020. And Loki. And Loki, we don't have a date for yet, but it's 2021. Mm-hmm. But it's so fun that we're getting two. In my opinion, the first two Marvel TV series ever. Yeah. Well, first two MCU. MCU movies. I know. Series. I know Netflix was supposed to be in the MCU. Yeah. And they slowly just backed out of that. And of course, Agents of Shield is like Agent Coulson's even in it, and I still. And you get the odd cameo from of uh, Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson or Lady Sif has been yeah. in one or two episodes, yeah. and I'm still like, this is disconnected from yeah, the universe. It really too. is. Um, it's I'm, a B side. Totally, Agent Carter as well. There's another one. Yeah, two seasons and it was gone yeah. and it never I never really threw it in the MCU where Me these neither. feel like they're in the MCU. Yeah. Like whatever happens in these TV shows is gonna dictate further movies. Yeah. Absolutely. And supposedly WandaVision is gonna have a huge impact on Doctor Strange too. Yeah. Doc- Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Yeah, in the multiverse what of madness. Name. Yeah, Sam Raimi taking over. Well, he's in talks. Allegedly, allegedly. But uh, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, very excited for. WandaVision looks super interesting and cool and out there. WandaVision looks mental. Yeah. Literally mental. Like, it looks like she created some reality either in her head or just her own reality. Yeah. But it's it's like they're stuck in some family sitcom. It's great, and apparently, like people have broken down, like they've named the sitcoms that they're all based on and everything. And I'm like, that's so cool. I'm very excited to watch that. I think that's going to be a wacky trip. Me too. And and the writer for that is on. They're they're taking over writing for something else now. I think so, and I cannot remember I can't what remember it is either. Shit, it's a TV series as well. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, we'll, we'll it get doesn't back matter. To it. Anyway, one um, division looks. Fun though, yeah. It's nice to see a snippet of it. It's uh, they they really though they reserve all the good stuff. Like we don't see anything really yeah. at the same time. And then you have Loki at the end, and he just says one line, and it's like I'm fucking, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I was in already anyway. Yeah. If, if the poster was just black and had one division Loki, yeah, or the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, I'm gonna show up. I'm in. Yeah, I'm just so glad that these are coming out after Disney Plus yeah. comes out in Ireland. Yeah, me too. Because I will be lapping this shit up and like speaking of Disney Plus so right yeah we have The Winter Soldier is going to come out in August this year mm-hmm. WandaVision is December and uh, The Mandalorian comes out in October at The Mandalorian Season 2 Great. we don't have specific dates but we have months rough yeah so October I think it was Bob Iger who said some Friday in October some Friday okay uh, cool. Season 2 of The Mandalorian is coming cool. out nice Bob and oh the actual on the same uh, conference call, yeah. Bob Iger revealed that they got 26.5 million subscribers so far. Now, I think um, Netflix has over 100 million subscribers. Yeah, but... But the territories, and this is only in a few months, like uh, Disney Plus is not in Europe. Yeah. Or in South America. It's pretty much just in America. And there's in, like, I think it's in Holland and like Australia or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So... I mean, they're going to shoot up when they release it here. And it's on 26.5 million. And Bob Iger was like, oh, we, we, 
surpassed our expectations, which we knew we already did because their servers crashed on the first like a million weekend. fucking times. Yeah, and you surely Disney, who's made of gold, like Disney are like they're, they're building banks for the money. You know, yeah. Like surely they are like, oh, we're we're ready. Mm-hmm. We're ready for this uh, launch, and then they weren't ready for their own success. <laughs> you yeah, know? that just says it all. Hey guys, we're ready to go. We weren't ready. We're so ready. We've been working on this for ages, and they're like, oh fuck, it's too many people. Too many people crashed. Too many people. Ah, leave me alone. <gasps> can't breathe. Can't we're not breathe. making money. Can't Get breathe. the servers back up. Rice. Well, we've spent so long talking about everything else. We're just going to rattle off some news quickly, yeah. get some quick fire reactions just to keep you people informed, and then we're going to end on Honk and Skunk, and we'll wrap it all up. Hit me, man. That. Hit me. Hit me. Knives Out sequel has been greenlit. Daniel Craig walks from one franchise to another. Can't fucking wait. Finish with James Bond. Here he goes. Into Knives Out. Oh, oh I, I can't wait. Ryan Wilson. Johnson. Ryan Johnson. We give him a lot of shit yeah. because of The Last Jedi. Yeah. But. I think this proves that we're not just dickheads. No. We just legitimately don't like that movie because I think Knives Out, which he wrote and directed and produced, is, is great. fantastic. But I can't wait for him to subvert expectations and kill Daniel Craig in the first scene of the movie. He better not do that, honestly. <laughs> like, I really want... Hey, audience wouldn't expect it. <laughs> you know, I can't wait. I can't wait for the stellar cast because if you think about it, the first movie was just surrounded yeah. by... Like, Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. Uh, Michael Shannon was Anna in De it. Anna Armas, uh, Chris Evans. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Oh, it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, the, it's just, uh, like Lakeith Stanfield. Stanfield was in it as well. There's so many good people in this. I just can't wait to see what stellar cast he brings to this one. Me too. Um, Birds of Prey certified fresh. We already talked about that. Doctor Strange 2, I, Sam Raimi, already talked about that. Who's Bruce Campbell going to play? Yeah. If Bruce Campbell, it, right, if Sam Raimi gets this job, mm-hmm. if anyone doesn't know Sam Raimi, which I'm sure you do because you're listening to this podcast. Totally. From Spider-Man fame. He he was the guy who brought Tobey Maguire to the, to the screen as and Spider-Man. And Evil Dead, which is the Bruce Campbell connection. Had Evil Dead. And you know his last uh, directing gig? was Oz the Great and Powerful oh, that yeah. called with well, Dave that, Franco well that was his last movie directing gig he directed a few episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead and he produced many movies since yeah. then but he hasn't directed a movie in ages no. I think this would be a great fit me too but- God damn it, if Bruce Campbell's not in it, I want my money back. Yeah, me, I want Bruce Campbell to play some random out there character. It's supposed to be horror-esque. Yeah, so Raimi, Raimi's a good person for and it. And Scott Derrickson left over creative differences. And I have a feeling one part is because they probably promised him that this is going to be a horror movie because that's where he made his bread and butter at the yeah. start. And um, Sinister, I think that's what he directed. Sinister, yeah. Uh, uh, and... I was going to say Sam Raimi has got some serious horror chops mm-hmm. but Kevin Feige has said it's not a straight up horror because like you know Disney and yeah. Marvel they, they don't like to push it too far either no. they're like hey we're going to make something different but not that different we're going to push the envelope but not too much we're, not, we're going to slightly shove it yeah we're going to inch that envelope yeah. inch but it. Sam Raimi oh and we made the point last Dead year Dead by Dawn yeah. <laughs> we made the point uh, last episode that Marvel liked to have directors too they can kind of manipulate a little bit push around mm-hmm. Sam Raimi's not that guy he's the kind of no. guy who's like hey I'm going to make it this way yeah. so I think it's very interesting that they're looking at him yeah it's got to be interesting maybe it's just a slap in the face to uh, Scott Derrickson Scott Derrickson it's like hey you walk away from us we're going to give it to him and we're going to let him do whatever he wants and Scott Derrickson has come out already saying hey I love that choice I think he'd be brilliant for it yeah Which I, I'm glad to hear that I yeah, hate when people too. are just like oh screw that guy yeah 
And Mission Impossible 7 has its working title, Libra. Seven and eight are being filmed at the same time. Oh boy, I can't wait for this. Me neither. Filming at the mill. Me too. And Kittredge from Mush Impossible One is the character's name. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's the guy in the the famous restaurant scene where, isn't that the first Eden Hunt? sprinting scene we get yeah when he runs away from the water tank which is apparently very dangerous he puts the gum he yeah. throws the gum onto the the, the is it the water tank water that he throws tank. the gum onto yeah and it psh, explodes yeah that v- guy's coming back very dangerous scene apparently yeah yeah to shoot because wow. he actually did it and they could only do it once excellent yeah but uh, anyway Mat- Matrix 4 set videos show Keanu Reeves in like a hat hobo Look, yeah looking kind of like a disheveled John Neo. Wick yeah they didn't make him shave his beard which I don't know is interesting I guess it's very interesting yeah um, maybe without the beard he looks his age yeah <laughs> like oh oh, I he, somehow doubt that I, I bet know, he looks great I know oh well he didn't have the beard for uh, Bill and Ted Tree though yeah and he looked fucking amazing yeah, yeah. I probably grow, grew that beard like really fast I imagine he can just yeah. he's such a manly man he oh, can just so manly. turn it on he's such a off. nice guy as well he could just talk it into like yeah. okay okay I'm gonna grow hey, faster hey do you wanna grow a beard on my face now <laughs> okay um, G.I. Joe spin off Snake Eyes has a is like filming and has set photos set and photos stuff. and all does anyone care? Me, I don't care. I like. I hope it's good, and if it's if there's a cool trailer, I'm like, okay, I'll watch that. But yeah. meh, I don't care. Like, do we? Does anyone want that? Not really. Um, Mad Max Five rumors. Apparently, I've seen that. they're being kicked around. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me some more. Uh, some Wasteland is not what the, yeah. they were saying it was going to be called. Yeah, George like Miller. It. George Miller. Give me, give me. What well, I want now. Get I Tom. Want, Give me it now. Give me it now. I want Tom Hardy back. I want know? Charlize Theron back. I don't care if they fall on set. Give yeah. me it again. Furiosa. Fuck yeah. already, guys. Man, do you remember all the articles that came out after that movie and they were like, Mad Max, Feminist Road and everything? <sighs> yeah. yeah. Such bullshit. I know. She's excellent in it, though. She's outstanding in the movie. Oh, my God. I don't want to f- brawl with her. Yeah. And Mad Max, for one, every single Mad Max movie, except the first one, has always been... It's Max is just someone who's walked his way into a story. I know, you know, I know. Yeah, that's the whole thing with him. He's not trying to be a part of it. He just is. Yeah, he's he doesn't like light the fuse. No, he's just thrown the you know the the, the dynamite's already lit. Yeah, and, and you have like, to deal with it. I don't. What, yeah. I'm just trying to walk here, man. What, yeah. what are we doing? Exactly. That's what. Just I, lost my family, and that's the appeal of the. I just stood on a scorpion. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. That's the appeal of the movie, though. Like yeah, I know, and, and you're kind of racing as well to figure out what's going on. Yeah, you're kind of not following it. You're in Max, Max. doesn't know what's going on either. He's yeah. just like, what did I just walk in it's myself great. into? It's great. That's very why I love those movies. Very unlucky fellow. He is an unlucky fellow, but he's lucky at the same time because he just keeps on living. Can't be killed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. True. Um, no time to die is the most expensive Super Bowl trailer this year. Um, the te- teaser cost apparently the most money of all of them. So wow. Yeah, and uh, it has me worried. It has me worried it too. It says twenty uh, fifth is going to change the franchise forever. Forever. Yeah, we're worried. We're getting a female female 007 and not another James Bond movie. That's what I fear. Yeah, that's what I fear too. Um, yeah, it it, yeah, it scares me. Yeah. I just have a feeling a the next Bond is not going to be a James Bond. It's going to be. Uh, that lady that's in it and yeah. she's going to be 007 and that's it it's going to be a 007 TV uh, film series nothing against her specifically not at thing. all I'm sure she's great in the movie she seems pretty good from the trailers yeah. I don't want to see that movie though no Yeah. leave Bond alone leave him alone 
Leave him alone. Give us a break. Yeah. Then cast Richard Madden or someone super cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just give us more Bond. Yeah. Um, and lastly, sad news, Kirk Douglas dead at 103. Film 103. royalty. Film royalty, Kirk Douglas. The original Spartacus. Original, original, original Spartacus. And original as well. Yeah. Patton, another famous movie you did. Um, his son is 75 years of age. Yeah. Michael Douglas is 75. And his dad was alive till 103. 103. What a man. Crazy. For a guy to live that lifestyle and live to 103. It's old school Hollywood. Yeah. What the hell? Talk about the greatest generation. There's so many things that could kill you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling oh, he, he's, a, he's royalty. He, he really is, royalty. is. The golden age. It's a sad time, but, you know, he's lived a long, full a life. A long, full life obviously. indeed, yeah. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Sad to see you go, Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Um, and then last we do Hunk and Skunk we want to give Hunk this week to well, we, we have to actually explain Hunk first oh yeah it's a bit of news yeah it is a bit of news um, kind of a giveaway though at the same fuck, time yeah I forgot about that okay we, well, we, we'll Hunk, do, Skunk goes to Skunk goes to Vin Diesel Vinny D Vinny D because Vinny D came out and he has invented a new franchise of film but he came up with a great idea that's never been done before never been done never before never been done before yeah in a statement Vin Diesel said that he has uh, come up with the idea of a female led fast and Furious movie. Wait, wait. We're, they're going to do a movie but a female version of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he created that idea. Duh. I, I have this statement here because it's it's so fantastic. Uh, where is it? It's just... It's it's so Vinny D. Like, it, yeah. I mean, it couldn't be any more. Couldn't be any more Vinny D. Oh, my God. Hold on. Sorry. Give me one second. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. You got it. And we're going to give Hunk to Adam Sandler for his performance in Uncut Gems because he fucking destroyed it in that movie. And despite looking terrible, he's the Hunk of the Week. He he deserves it. He, he fully does. deserves it. And I can't find that statement. Forget it. He, he pretty much says, I created a female yeah. uh, Fast and Furious. He's like, script's coming to my desk yeah. on Monday. I'm waiting for the script. But he says, I created it. You're I like, created it. It's like, oh, yeah. Lad, yeah. relax. Take it easy, man. Relax. Yeah. Even even in a female-led movie, it's all about Vin Diesel. It's all about Vin Diesel. Yeah. He has to be in it in some way. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, Letty's going to have, like, a Dom poster or some shit. Like, oh, look, there's uh, Mr. January there. She's going to call Dom at one stage. There's going to be a 10-minute scene I need Dom. you. Yeah. Or, I need you badly. Or Dom just, like, looking after the baby. It's, like, 10 minutes of him just watching the kid. I'd love if it would be, like... It's like an old James Bond movie. It's so misogynist. Uh, it's so full of misogyny where yeah. they're like oh us girls got it in way too deep Dom yeah, yeah. we need you and your muscles to help us yeah. and he's like I'll be there I'll be there and then they like stumble their way and solve it in the I'm end I'm busy not living my life at a quarter mile at a time <laughs> yeah I'm let re- me put the baby down and start living my life at a quarter mile at at a time again. I said to you earlier, uh, Fast and Furious has CW style writing with Marvel style budget. I know, I and know. Like, hey, here's all the money in the world. Yeah. Make a massive movie, and yeah. the guy's like, I don't know how to write I movies. Don't know, man. I, uh, okay, what's all the tropes? We're gonna do them all. Yeah. Um, uh, let Let me ask what Vinny D wants again. Mm-hmm. Uh, how good you want? You You want to take a car to the face? Okay. Okay, well, you can take a car yeah, to you the can face. Do that. You I mean, the car, car the car will lose. You know that. You yeah. want to fight twenty guys? Oh, oh. twenty guys. Can can they overpower you momentarily? Momentarily, okay, thank gotcha. you, thank okay. you, thank thanks, you. thank you, Dom. You want to beat the shit out of like the biggest guy in Hollywood right now? Yeah, I mean physically the biggest guy. Yeah, John Cena, yeah. Mr. Steroid himself, Mr. Steroid. You can be okay, the shit sure. Out of him. Yeah, you can fight him. That seems like a fair match. Yeah, okay. Anyway, he just comes in with those listless things that he wants. <laughs> Demands. Okay, Vinny. 
Yeah. Anyway, Vin, I, I don't know how many times he's won and Riddick, Skunk now. Riddick 4 is yeah, at the bottom Riddick of it. Riddick 4 at the bottom. <laughs> and they, and they, that, that's the one they cross out. They're like, oh, we're not going that far, Vin. That can wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vinny D wins Skunk again. Congratulations. He, congratulations, Vinny. You deserve it every time. And thank you very much for listening to this yeah, very you. long podcast. But hey, very fun. Very fun. I enjoyed it. Me the too. Bond talk especially. Bond talk is always good. Um, Check these out. So what are we going to watch next week? We're going to dive. What Will we do two or three, Roger Moore? How do you feel? Maybe two because we just did three. Yeah, we just did three. So we'll do two. Take it easy this time. And they're yeah. two good ones as well. So well, it's, it's Live and Let Die. Live and Let and Die and The Man with the Golden Gun. Perfect. So those are going to be two very good We're gonna ones. We're going to dip our toe into the Roger Moore just era. going to dip the toe. Just a little, little dip. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for dipping your toe on this podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I hope you have a good week. We will talk to you next week. Hopefully we'll have a review for Birds of Prey. Hopefully, and we'll have Bond reviews for sure. Of and course. then we'll get, hopefully there'll be some good, interesting news that we can give to you. Yeah. And uh, looking forward yeah, to it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. See you next time.